way you look at things, the things you look at change. What exists, reality itself, is gorgeous. It is the plenum, the fullness of total joy. The universe is a celebration. It's a firework show to celebrate that existence is. Wow, we. For those of us seeking a life of meaning and purpose, capturing fulfillment in every moment of now, seeking the truth of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Hugh Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living? Party killing time. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. And today we are going to jump into another couple chapters of the transformative book, Oneness. Now, if you're not familiar with this book, you can either head back to one of the previous episodes and give a listen. We've been reading these chapters from this book intermittently since episode 116. You can also jump right into this episode today and not be lost. This happens to be one of those books where the chapters are basically mini lessons in and of themselves. So you can pretty much go anywhere within this book, jump into a chapter, and it will make sense. And all the stuff on this uh, in this book is extremely transformative, high vibe, whatever you want to say. Uh, but the, you know, the general story of this book is the author Rasha made contact with a consciousness calling itself oneness. And she had a dialogue with that consciousness over the course of a few years. And uh, you know, basically learned a ton of stuff through this dialogue and all of the information and the lessons that came through were just profound, profound stuff. And this book came into my awareness pretty much at a divine timing where I needed some some spiritual guidance. And the modern Bible had kind of crumbled for me when I learned about all the alterations of it and how many books, like 45 books were taken out of it. And, um, you know, the importance of those things that were removed. So right there in the absence of all that, this book came into my awareness and uh, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop listening to it. Couldn't stop reading it. And it is something that has traveled with me. This book is definitely rough around the edges. It's had, it's had better days for sure. Um, but you know, the physical book here uh, has had some, some better days. It's, it's gone on vacation with me and goes pretty much everywhere all the time. Um, and I'm honored to bring this to everybody on the show. A uh, huge thanks again to Rasha, the author, for the opportunity to read this on the show. And I'll ask you guys to pay it back to her by heading to her website. It is called Oneness Website. That's O N E N E S S W E B S I T E dot com where she has this book specially priced. She has them both new and nearly new. So head to onenesswebsite.com to get your physical copy of this book. I'm also going to be announcing on the next reading a special little contest, something to that effect, where you might be able to get your hands on a book with a little bit of swag from the podcast as well. So keep an ear open for that one and listen to the future readings on the book. So uh, basically where we left off on, we basically read chapters one and two. These chapters, some are are somewhat short and some of them are, are pretty lengthy. Uh, one and two happen to be kind of short. So I read them in one episode and we're going to do the same thing today with three and four. Um, but basically chapters one and two focused a lot on states of being. 
And this chapter is going to pick up in chapter three, and it is also divinely perfectly timed as we're going to be talking about some things involving manifestation. And that just happens to be what a future episode with the amazing Alexis McQuillan is going to be focusing on. Uh, But in this episode, it talks a lot about how your energy and what you emit to the world um, basically is a co-creator of the reality that you end up experiencing and how your thoughts and your words are extremely powerful tools for manifestation and uh, definitely perfect timing on that conversation. And I'm very excited to dive into this book. Once again, uh, I don't get much chance to read in my busy life. So the fact that I've able, I'm able to kill two birds with one stone and do an episode while reading this book at the same time has just been an absolute pleasure. So let's get it growing and dive into chapters three and four of Oneness. So chapter three starts off in it. The, each chapter has a fairly lengthy title. This one happens to be your energy field as the co-creator of your circumstances, the power of your thoughts and words as tools of manifestation and breaking the patterns that create unwanted outcomes. A vast interdimensional conversion in consciousness is presently transpiring throughout every level of creation. Awareness of your own involvement in this process marks the onset of shifts in life circumstances calculated to carry you to a level of consciousness that is unprecedented in your dimension. As you experience these shifts and the energies that carry you to ever higher levels of awareness, your attunement to the higher frequencies becomes stabilized, and the transition to an augmented perspective is achieved. By monitoring your responses and catching your logical mind as it attempts to censor your experience, You allow for the optimum state of heightened sensibilities in any given moment. Sensitivity to the subtle shifts in your own energies is your barometer to the levels of experience you are able to draw to you. Experiences that evoke what you might consider to be lower emotions are magnetized to you in part by your conditioned tendency to sustain the familiar diminished vibrational state, and it becomes a matter of choice as to whether or not you remain at those lower energy levels and thus attract experiences, energies, and consciousness that do not necessarily support your highest potential. You are fully responsible for your vibrational state of being in any any given moment. It becomes abundantly clear when you're vibrationally balanced and heart-focused. Your life experiences reflect it. Likewise, it becomes becomes obvious both from the standpoint of how you feel And by considering your circumstances, when you're operating from the lower end of your own energy spectrum, it is not necessary to experience repeat performances of painful dramas simply because you've neglected to release the energy charge carried by those experiences. By expressing the emotions they're calculated to trigger, by by numbing yourself to the crescendo of your emotional responses, you nullify the charge and invite a set of parallel circumstances to be drawn to you. The only way to end this vicious cycle of events is to become very clear about the connection between your vibrational state and the life dramas it creates for you to live out. Your energy field is both your doorway and your shield. The field you maintain around you can be vulnerable to interference by energies and consciousness that you might deem uninvited and undesirable. In so stating, we do not intend to imply judgment as to the merits of particular forms of consciousness, but to point out that the drawing, that drawing such forces into your energy field may not serve your best interests. 
Random negative thought patterns on your part help to open the door to thought forms and levels of consciousness that add a diminished charge to your energy equation and help to magnetize more of the same. It is a self-perpetuating cycle that can set spinning a downward spiral of circumstances and create an ongoing series of adverse situations. The key to halting and ultimately reversing such conditions lies in attaining and maintaining a state of conscious, heart-focused intent. When circumstances deliver you to a state of being that you recognize to be unbalanced, take the opportunity to step back for a moment. Withdraw your energies and cease conscious interaction with all that surrounds you, all that is external to the source of your own being, and allow your awareness to guide you to a place of stillness deep within. Become centered in the silence of that space and breathe deeply with conscious connectedness through your heart center. Detach your awareness from the circumstances that have engaged you and allow yourself to feel. In the sanctity of that stillness, the light energy of unconditional love as it fills you completely. Surrender to the sense of peace that washes over your entire being, filling you with a feeling of calm and serenity. And as you bask in the sanctity of that blessed state, allow your heart to memorize it. Know it is your natural state of beingness. Recognize it as a reference point, a gentle, loving reminder of who you really are, to which you can refer at will. This place within you, this place within is one you carry with you at all times. It is a haven to which you are able to retreat whenever you choose. Making that choice in the face of adversity is learning is a learned reaction that you are encouraged to adopt and to practice in response to life's dramas. Shifting your energy in this way serves to dispel the spiraling wave of diminished vibration. Once magnetized to your field, can manifest as circumstances calculated to draw you ever deeper into a state of imbalance. Taking conscious command of the moment as it presents itself is the strongest possible response you can make, regardless of the nature of the circumstances. Know that you're in command of your situation at all times. You're able to choose to step back at will from the heat of the moment and to make the conscious choice to shift the energy to one emanating from the place of heart-centeredness. When you're coming from that place, your circumstances reflect it. In shifting the energy you project into any moment or situation, you consciously shift the outcome to one that will give you a more advantageous result. By embodying this training, your life becomes one directed by intention rather than the unconscious reflection of happenstance. For you do create all of it. Know that. There are no victims. Surely you've heard these words spoken. It is important to understand with absolute clarity the role you play in the creation of scenarios that would not be of your conscious choosing. For at the accelerated levels of vibration you are now in integrating into your being, the results of your choices and responses manifest as your reality far more quickly than what was once considered to be normal in your dimension. Beings who have integrated heightened levels of vibration as their norm will experience extreme results when shifting into an imbalanced vibrational state. You can expect the experience, you, you can expect to experience the manifestation of quote worst case scenarios when entering any situation in a depleted, unbalanced state. It cannot be otherwise. 
In order to break a pattern of adverse circumstances, recognize that those types of situations are self-perpetuating. The diminished energy of adversity often invokes an emotional response that, in itself, adds a measure of diminished energy to the vibrational equation and magnetizes more of the same. The vibration of every thought pattern that passes through your consciousness carries an energy charge, particularly thought patterns that are materialized in the form of verbal communication. By releasing that energy charge in the form of speech, you set into motion an imprint that magnetizes to its circumstances of a corresponding vibration. That is what is meant by the expression, your thoughts create your reality, in the most simplistic sense. In order to break a cycle of manifestation of negative occurrences, it is important for you to be keenly aware of the vibration of all you communicate to others. Monitor your speech. Do not utter a negative sentiment about anything, regardless of whether or not you feel it is justified. Make a conscious effort that every word that passes your lips is uplifting to the listener. Closely monitor the way you respond to adverse circumstances and ensure that your response is not one calculated to produce for you more of the same. Speak only the most positive possible statements regarding any situation. Speak ill of no one, lest the energy be mirrored back upon you. Choose to partake or to pass, simply that. Gossip, complaining, or speech in the guise of asking for help you do not really require is a recipe for reprisal in the form of of circumstances that would not be pleasing to you. Your speech is a powerful tool when carefully employed. It is a danger to you when used carelessly. Likewise, your thought patterns, even when not expressed verbally, carry an energy charge that sets in motion circumstances of corresponding vibration. When one is mistrustful, for example, one manifests the experiences of being deceived. When one is fearful, one manifests the experiences of frightened situations. When one is anxious and feeling unworthy, one manifests the experience of the rejection of one's efforts. When one becomes the hunter, the hunted feel the predatory energy and flee. When one is obvious in what one wants from another, it is virtually guaranteed that a desired outcome will not be manifested. Dwell not upon what is lacking in your life, but regard those circumstances with gratitude Understand that they paved the way for the shift in consciousness that would put you in a position to manifest precisely what you've come into this lifetime to do. A seemingly negative situation may well be the gateway to, a, to the precise shift in focus that will deliver you to the arena where you can do your life's work. It is crucial for all who consider yourselves to be spiritually focused in these times to cultivate a conscious awareness of your response to the dramas in which you find yourselves and become aware of the time lag between an emotionally charged response and the next negatively charged occurrence. It will become painfully obvious that there is an indisputable connection between cause and effect, amplified by the accelerated vibrational frequencies now flooding your dimension. Those of you who have risen to the new heights of human vibrational experience have become extremely clear on the ever-widening gap between the accelerating energy levels all around you, and the energies invoked by unconscious patterns of emotionally charged responses. As the vibration of the planet continues to accelerate and your dimension enters the realm of instantaneous manifestation, those who are vibrationally attuned to the pace of that acceleration will have widened the gap between themselves and the masses. 
and amplified the magnitude of the energy charge expressed as their reality. It is for you who considers yourselves to be the forerunners or of the shift in consciousness that marks these times to be keenly aware of the ramifications of consciously accelerating your vibrational frequency. Monitor your responses such that you maintain a state of balance and heart-centeredness. For it is here in the heart-centered core of your being that the timeless connections with the multidimensional aspects of self will be manifest. And it is here that you will encounter the gateway to reunification with the oneness that you are. And that is chapter three. And one thing I'll interject before beginning chapter four, you hear a lot of these terms that can maybe tend to be out there, you know, uh, talking about what's in your dimension and, uh, you know, heightened levels of awareness that are here now. You have to remember that we're only aware of a certain amount of, I guess, dimensional existence. You know, I've talked about it before and it's a big thing in physics where, you know, you have the first dimension, which is basically maybe thought something that is just one dimensional. Um, if you had something that was two dimensions, you'd have, you know, something on a piece of paper. If it was a guy that was a, a stick figure, you'd have him on a piece of paper. He'd have length and width, but he'd have no depth or height. Um, the third dimension obviously gives a, a meaning of depth and height. So you can actually have something, but if you took a three dimensional ball, a sphere and tried to put it into the two dimension, if you tried to squeeze it onto that piece of paper, basically the guy on the piece of paper, the guy living in flatland is how I think it's described. He would see basically as the edge of that ball touched the paper, the smallest part of that ball that touches, he'd see a dot. That was it. And as that ball would pass through, that dot would grow as the circumference of that sphere moved through his dimension. And then as it went through the midpoint and started to move out of it, it would start to shrink again. That's basically the only thing that he can comprehend is the dot growing and shrinking. It can't comprehend a sphere. You'd have to actually be in another dimension to, to comprehend it. And, you know, they say that, you know, third dimension that is what we're living in, technically the fourth, because you have time added into uh, length with height or depth and then time which creates movement so if there are dimensions beyond us which they say i think there's something like 16 or i mean there's so many different theories of how many dimensions there are if there was genuinely a consciousness that you know transcended dimensions altogether and could see all of them uh all at once basically it would know that we have heightened levels of awareness in this particular dimension for whatever reason well here you know, you got to consider the things we talked about in a previous episode way back. I want to say it was maybe season one of the hundredth monkey experiment where, you know, basically a level of consciousness. It was basically a group of monkeys and they reached a level of critical mass where their knowledge on this island that they were basically secluded to had spread to another island. If you're interested in that whole thing, I don't want to dive into it too deep and interrupt the book here, but um, dive into that. But basically, it, it, you know, the thought patterns of this group spread to the rest and they hit critical mass and it just went to the entire species inexplicably. We are sort of there as human beings. An awakening process has begun. You know, we always talk about the knowledge that was lost, the stuff that was taken out of the Bible, things like that are all knowledge that's now leaking out with the internet and mainstream and people doing, you know, video content and podcasts like this. It's hard to, to, to hold things back anymore. So now as the awareness spreads through the human organism, the entire species, everybody starts to begin to wake up and that creates a vibration in and of itself. Thought patterns, thought waves, brain waves are all vibrational patterns. So if 
there are more people on this same wavelength. It talks about people who would maybe consider themselves the front runners, the forerunners. Those people are the ones waking everybody else up and bringing them all up to speed. And basically that builds momentum that gets the whole human organism on the same page. And it's hard to stop that train once it's going. And that's pretty much what that's talking about. When it starts talking about dimensional stuff, people get a little lost. Um, but you have to consider the potentials that are out there in quantum physics you know, and everything that they're discovering about the reality of our universe, that there's numerous dimensions. So, you know, don't get lost in some of the stuff that it's woo-woo because it definitely melds into physical uh, scientific proof of the way reality actually works. And this book fascinates me because it does it so many times. So without further ado, let's start chapter four. The title of this one is, long titles again, Bringing the Recurring Dream of This Lifetime to Completion, Learning to Recognize and to Decline the Invitation of Conflict, How the Collective Will Has Helped Transcend the Prophecies for These Times. The lessons upon which you have chosen to focus in this lifetime represent categories of experience that you are now working to bring to culmination it is likely that you're able to isolate certain recurring themes in your present life history. And it is likely that you've completed the necessary number of episodes on those themes to drive the point of the exercise home. There is no need to continue to subject yourself to the recurring dream that has been your reality in this lifetime unless you choose to do so. Now it is your time to return, that was your time to turn the page and to begin the work that you've prepared yourself to do by mastering these life lessons. It may seem like your life has become a testimony to uncertainty in the present period. By virtue of the fact that you are reading these words and have been drawn to the energy of this communication, you are completing the course. Yet the sense of direction toward the next phase of your life continues to elude you. It should be fairly obvious in the light of the diminishing, in light of the diminished dismantling of much of your life's structure, that extensive preparation has been been done and there is a sense of waiting for someone or something to give you the go-ahead and tell you what's next it is not necessary to try to second guess the process but merely to be present observe your situation your whereabouts your companions your current focus and the synchronistic events that have brought you to this moment and it is likely that you can discern a sense of the direction in which those factors are combining to draw you toward a new life's focus. As you grow to trust the process, you'll be able to allow the future you are co-creating with other aspects of self to evolve in a natural way. If you're not yet at a point of absolute clarity about the nature of your participation in your life's work, it may be that all the information has not been yet presented. Be patient and loving with yourself in this time period. Allow yourself ample time for meditative practices that permit a focus on your energies in your heart center. For it is from that place of peace and harmony that the real work in these times will be drawn. You've been given a rare opportunity. You've been given a reprieve from the tedium of your life's script. And you've been given a glimpse of the overview of the dramas you've created. You have drawn certain conclusions and you are in the process of integrating those understandings. Once you're at peace with all you've done thus far in this lifetime, you will be ready to let go of it. 
Only then will you be ready to embrace the state of beingness that transcends the sense of separation reinforced by those experiences. Only then will you be ready to step into a parallel track with others who have reached the same sense of completion in the same time frame. And you will begin to move forward in unison with those others toward the experience of oneness that is your birthright. By remaining focused in the present moment and resisting the temptation to jump ahead of yourself and plan for the future before it is ready to evolve, you will be in a position to make the highest choices. Trust that you have choreographed your journey perfectly so that you will arrive at your destination right on schedule. There you will reunite in a loving bond of oneness with the multidimensional facets of your own being that await your return to the sanctity of the whole. It is toward this blessed end that you strive in the present moment, whether you're aware of it or not. There is much that can be said without there is much that can be said about what is transpiring in your dimension and the prognosis for a more positive outcome than had originally been anticipated is very good indeed. The addition of free will, the addition of the free will factor of the collective consciousness to the equation has resulted in a shift in what might have been a cataclysmic period in the history of your planet. These events are not carved in stone, but are very much dependent upon the actions of humankind as a whole and the choices made by those in positions of leadership. It is entirely possible to transcend a prophesied series of events that once seemed so likely as to have been considered inevitable. There is no event that is so inevitable as to be resistant to the focused intent of the beings present. Efforts to orchestrate a common focus on a given concept in unison with vast numbers of beings have a profound effect on an outcome that may have been predicted. Humankind has succeeded in altering that outcome and has manifested in its stead a radically modified version of what had once been foreseen. The real work has now begun. The collective consciousness of those incarnate in your dimension has exercised the power of its will and has manifested an unprecedented result. The harnessing of this power is the opportunity being presented in this time frame. In so doing, it will begin to become obvious to many of you that you are indeed creating your reality. As this adds the power of personal intent to the collective, the sum totality moves that much close that much closer to the point at which a measurable result may be manifest. And an obvious correlation will emerge between implementation of the collective will and the modification of anticipated events. With this tool in hand, you are empowered in the collective to co-create your reality as you would wish it to be. Once you know that you're not living in the mercy of events beyond your control, but are indeed drawing the blueprint for those events with your thoughts, attitudes, and presumptions, you'll begin to take very seriously the responsibility each of you has for your part as the co-author of the movie you call life. You will awaken to the realization that you are responsible through your actions and choices for setting the stage for parallel efforts on the part of those within your sphere of influence you will begin to understand that the magnitude of the difference you are able to make is in direct proportion to the degree to which you are able to live your word. And you will teach what you know by practicing what you know. Your word can become a powerful tool through which 
you are able to cultivate awareness in others who are magnetized to your energy. Yet the word alone is but an outline for concepts that root and blossom as deeds. The choices you make in every moment exert their influence vibrationally and, by example, on all whose lives you touch. And as each touch, touch, and as each touches and is touched in return by the actions of the collective, a harmony of intent begins to resonate. When that intent is heart-centered, it is indeed possible to alter the course of what you would consider to be destiny. Recognizing your power to create your reality is your key to turning the page and beginning a new chapter in your own life story. Having released the ties that once bound you to a repetitive pattern of experience, you've emerged with a fresh perspective and a new sense of self-definition. And you have come to understand the potential in sculpting that identity as you would like it to be. For the tools of creating your personal reality as a masterpiece of your manifested intent are right there within the parameters of your consciousness. The opportunity for you now is to breathe life into the blessed creation of self through heart-centered focus. Then to stand back and allow that identity, the scope of full expression, without the influence of past beliefs, feelings of limitation, or any of the dogmas you've accumulated in your travels. There is no place in the transcendent consciousness for any of the baggage you may still be carrying. All the shoulds and shouldn'ts that may have dominated your consciousness are to be released and left at the crossroads. The path before you now requires a lightness of spirit that allows for ample freedom of motion. One must be able to respond to the opportunities presented without reservation from a place of heartfelt recognition of the direction of choice. One needs to be able to move forward unbound by con considerations that would limit what is possible in difference to priorities that no longer resonate with one's highest good. And one must bestow upon oneself the latitude to distinguish with honesty between what does and what does not serve that end. The final phase in lightening the load is the task at hand. Much, if not most, of the work has been done. You may have come to this moment in time, having surmounted so many of the hurdles that were thrown in your path. Now what remains to be cleared are remnants of learned responses, which would have you stumble out of habit over brambles that are clearly in view. Recognize when you encounter one and observe the response those situations trigger within you. Consider before releasing a conditioned response whether it is possible for you to sidestep the situation entirely and decline the invitation of yet another drama. Your objective now is moving forward. Anything that does not support that momentum is a situation you have the opportunity to transcend by exercising the power of choice. Once you have transcended your inclination to stage repeat performances of the dramas that have dominated your life, you're able to move forward to the next phase of your participation in the work at hand. Ideally, the choices you encounter from this point forth represents opportunities to translate discord into harmony. They are opportunities to transcend the need to be right on particular issues, indifference to the possibility of emerging with a sense of completion. They are opportunities to respond in ways that shift the dynamics of the interaction and allow all parties concerned to walk away without carrying the energy charge that would invite a repetition. You will observe that you are now able to just, quote, let it go, where you once felt compelled to engage in battle. And you will begin to see the process of transcending ego in action. 
When you're able to recognize condition responses that are rooted in the need to win a given encounter, you take the first step toward transcending the sense of separation with which you have been equipped. Separation was considered to be a necessary survival mechanism in times where violent confrontations were the order of the day. These times are about to change that pattern. These times are about shifting that energy. These times are focused on recognizing the opportunities for reinforcing separation in action and choosing to disengage. The objective in this phase of your development is not to win or be right, but rather to recognize that the choices that are implemented are the ones that determine what is what the next set of choices are going to be. Winning, losing, begrudging, compromise are recipes for repetition of the same script, albeit perhaps with a different cast of characters. For all our outcomes, that would manifest vibrationally a sense of separation for all concerned. Your objective now is to recognize all encounters as the opportunities for achieving harmony that they truly are. By presenting your own perspective without attachment to outcome, you allow for the manifestation of the optimum outcome for all concerned. The keyword here is allow. By planting the seed of your intent, your will, by presenting your viewpoint without the need to force it into fruition, you best serve your own interests as well as those of others with whom you are engaged. Once that seed is released energetically, it has the opportunity to draw to it the circumstances that best address the interests of the collective will, which strives towards the manifestation of the experience of oneness. When potential conflict is nullified and the intent of each is harmonized, is the harmonization of will rather than the manifestation of one's own will over that of another, the outcome is consistently one that serves the highest good of all concerned. It may take a bit of practice before you become accustomed to recognizing the point of the exercise inherent in each life drama that now presents itself to you. But once you become attuned to the resonance of harmony, that vibration will permeate all you do. You will find that your life experiences flow with ease, one to the next. As examples to you and to all you encounter as the manifestation of harmony in your reality, you will find that you are less concerned with triumphing over adversity than maintaining equilibrium. For in the attainment of balance, you are in the best position energetically to create circumstances that reflect your highest intent. There is surely an element of trust necessary in the process, and recognizing and releasing the need to, quote, control your life situations are an important part of the exercise. This trust is not the kind that is bestowed upon another as a way of relinquishing responsibility and turning over the reins of your life. Rather, this sense of trust is instilled in the source that emanates from the core of your own being. It is a trust in the sacred self that oversees all you do to orchestrate scenarios that serve your highest possible good. When you relinquish the need to mastermind the labyrinth of your existence and reach deeper to the level where you can feel rather than think, and know rather than believe. You will have arrived at the place where you can create a reality in which you truly move forward until you are able to release the fear-based conditioning that prompts reflex responses. You will continue to manifest circumstances focused on warding off conflict. The ability to trust in the reality that the energy of your world has indeed shifted and that there are higher perspectives to be attained heralds the turning point toward which you strive. In these times, once you have turned 
that corner and tuned into the higher resonance of the harmonization of your personal will with the will of the creation, the walls of separation will have dematerialized. You will come to experience life as the expression of unity that it truly is. And that's it for chapters three and four, both fairly short uh, and turned into be a, a fairly short reading, but such powerful stuff. And, you know, this is actually something that I've, I've read so many times and you, you approach it every single time as a completely different person, though. You've learned so much. You had such different experiences and the words seem to impact a little bit more. You know, I haven't actually gone through this book, uh, particularly this chapter uh, in quite a while. Um, and this, this particular part kind of hits home quite a bit for me because I'm a little bit of a loss for words just because, uh, this is something I've been practicing much more lately, I guess, unconsciously, uh, you know, it's obviously something that I've learned along the way, but trying to not win arguments so much and trying to, it's, it's something that happens in conflict resolution, right? Where you're trying to leave a situation where everybody feels like they were a winner, um, but actually approaching it where everybody doesn't just feel like they're a winner, they actually are a winner uh, in any situation. And that doesn't necessarily mean putting yourself at a detriment, but it does mean trying not to magnetize conflict when you have the obvious choice to do otherwise. Um, so I think that's something we we probably all need to do considering what's happened in the last few years and how divided this world is. Uh, but again, a lot of those divisions are all by design. And if we are constantly going against that design and basically getting ourselves to a sense of unity, despite the best efforts of the people who are trying to do otherwise, we're winning the battle. So, you know, I guess the, the moral of the story is moral of this chapter is treat people with a bit more respect and try to nullify the, the conflict as much as you can. And you basically approach things from a sense of knowing and a sense of, of a heart centered feeling rather than beliefs and knee-jerk reactions. Um, and when we do that, we obviously level up. We move further, further ahead in the uh, in the, the game board of oneness and, and attaining that sense of oneness and unity. So um, all valuable stuff is amazing book. Uh, you can see why I love this one so much. So um, thank you so much for joining us on this one. Stay tuned for further episodes on oneness and uh, we'll see you next time. If you are a conscious thought leader, an expert on inspiration, or have your own amazing story to tell about how you've manifested your best life, we want you on the show. You can connect with us by writing to connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. Or you can reach out to us through the show's Calendly page at calendly.com forward slash livethislife. And be sure to check out everything going on with the podcast at livethislife.org.